Hello everyone and welcome to a Blood Dragon remixed episode of Zing This. You got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. Eric, that's your cue. <laughs> Did you not hear me? No. I said you got me, Bird. Oh, okay. That's odd. Yeah, he cut out that perfectly. <laughs> we heard everything else. It must have completely cut it out because I even like held it out a little bit. That's weird. Hmm. But yes, I said my name. But anyway, if it didn't pick up, uh, it's me, Berg. Awesome. I'm I'm leaving all that in too, just because of how <laughs> cool. Do it. Mm, deliciously perfect it is. All right. So this week we 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 kind of had something, I guess, come out of nowhere. Question mark. Yeah. Um. So Netflix, in an attempt to just constantly stay relevant on this podcast which is my assumption on what they're doing because they got that um life or whatever show i need to watch that's like exactly produced by steven spielberg but besides that um in our effort to hopefully one day finish castlevania we have something that kind of was birthed from castlevania to an extent in the sense of castlevania adjacent yes because it came from if I'm remembering correctly, and I'm going to double check this as I'm talking about it, I'm pretty sure the creator worked on yeah. Castlevania. Yeah, it was the same creator. Okay, good, 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 good. Or he awesome. was the showrunner. I have the Wikipedia page up. Awesome. But do you have? Related, yes. Do you have the Rotten Tomatoes up? I do not. Okay, well, don't. I saw IGN score. I saw what IGN score was, but I didn't look at the Rotten Tomatoes of it. Oh well, I don't, I don't know, know the average. Okay, well, I tell you what. Since I'm always the one guessing, I mean, since I'm never able to guess, I will guess the IGN score while you two guess the Rotten Tomatoes score for this. Uh, we will get into what this show is and our thoughts on it. But of course, as we always do, we do the tomatoes now as a parameter for this. Five Nights at Freddy's is currently. Critic rating, 29%. That is one <laughs> Rotten Tomato. It went up. I uh, It was at 25 <laughs> when I saw it. <laughs> but the audience score is 88%. Yeah, I so figured. They love it. The audiences love it. Yeah. The audiences love it. But the good news for for Blood Dragon... I mean, yeah, for Captain Laserhawk Blood Dragon Remix. Sorry, a Blood Dragon Remix. A God, Blood Dragon. Dragon. You gotta get remember that word in there. God, you, got, you gotta get it all perfect. Um... It does not have a tomato meter score. It only has an audience score. Really? That's interesting. Yes. But That's I will say that the critic score I can find is very positive from one one of them. The other two, not so much. So, with that being said, Eric... Where do you think the tomatoes with the audiences lie? Since we have that parameter, of course, of Five Nights at Freddy's. Gosh. I don't know if people are going to love it because it's so crazy and wild, or they're going to hate it because it's related to Ubisoft. Um, <laughs> Bold move, Cotton. I mean, I'm, I mean I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to go just based on me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this came in at a... I liked it more than this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lower it a bit just to just to get some other people. But I think I'm gonna put it at like eighty four. Eighty four. All right, Ellie. You being the self appointed queen of Ubisoft on this podcast. <laughs> yes. Um I'm gonna say I'm not saying my opinion, I'm saying what I think the audience opinion is. I'm gonna go lower. Okay. I'm going to say 72. All right. All right. So, I don't think you all gave enough credit to your fellow watchers of this show. Okay. 93% with over 250 plus reviews. Okay, well, I definitely am surprised. I almost said said 92 because it's set in the year 1992, and I almost said that, so I would have been really close if I had gone with my original one, so... Interesting. So I'm gonna. Okay. So now it's my time. It's my my time now. It's it's my time. I'm gonna stop you for just a second. Oh wait, yeah. What 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 would your guys' scores have been? Um. Well, 
I haven't said my score yet, but I'm going to say the reason why I said lower is to be kind of on the vein of what Eric said. Um, most people either love or hate Ubisoft. So, and this one is pretty, <laughs> it's pretty far out there. <laughs> um, so I really did think that this would have been one where it scored lower and then like climbed up a little bit over time after people maybe watched it a second time and then really kind of appreciated and got some of the references and that kind of thing. So that's why I thought it would have been lower. But, you know, I'm excited that it was higher. But what would your score have been yourself? Um, me personally, I would say about a 90. 90? Yeah. All right. Eric, what about you? Where, 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 where did you, you know go? what? I'm be because I didn't do it for the, the audience score, I'm going to go. With a 92. I would, I would put this in the 90s myself. Now, as for that IGN score. What was the IGN score? Oh, no, no, no. We're, we're getting to that. We're oh, getting oh that. okay. Now, for reference, I have not looked at, as, as much at their movie stuff recently. I've been looking at a lot of their game stuff, which they trashed City Skyline 2, justified. <laughs> oh, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love City Skyline, but too, they, they they made a very good point that, like, how is it not at least vaguely polished? It, it seems like it was incomplete. Anyway, but that... That's a talk for another time. It, it is. It is. And updates, developers up, keep putting up, stuff out. Updates can fix that, so I'm not... It's not yeah. one of those things where I'm like, oh, the game's bad. It's just... I'd say probably in a year it will be at the point where it should have been when it was released. But we could talk about Diablo for all we want. Yes, I took a dig at Diablo. Congratulate me, everybody. I um, feel like that's the like industry like standard. <laughs> <laughs> what, is to take a dig at Diablo 4? No, I just feel like that's the standard now, is just to hurry up and just get it out. and Oh, don't worry, we'll fix it later with patches. Yeah, but the point is, I'm going to say IGN, I'd say a 9. I'd say they gave it a 9. I'm, I'm going to say... Years. I'm going to say they, 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 they went with the audience score. I'm just going to round down to a nine. Aided Mirrors of IGN gave the show a nine out of ten. Amazing score. Stating that it is as brutal as it is heartfelt. Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix, never feels robbed of clever ways to mesh an eclectic group of Ubisoft favorites into a single madcap story. See, I knew somebody there would appreciate this. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I did not know the score, but yeah. Nailed it. Awesome. Great job. You're Jones. spot on. Great job, Zinger. All right. Um, so this show, um, I, I guess let's go with, wait. Oh yeah. We already, at, we already, I already asked you. Eric. Um, <clears throat> so I guess me and Eric are the only ones that can answer this. Uh, what got you onto this show, Eric? Like what, what switched you on to this show? So I guess maybe a week after it came out, like I had not, I hadn't been on a Netflix at all in that past week, and I just hadn't really looked at what was new on Netflix, anything like that. And I opened up Reddit, and I think it was either the Netflix subreddit or some, I can't remember which subreddit it was, but it says I can't believe Ubisoft. It was something like I can't believe Ubisoft actually allowed this to ha to happen to Rayman. And I click. I'm like, what are they talking about? And I clicked it, and it was the picture of him like sitting there with like the coke all over his nose hmm. and all this stuff. And I thought it was like fan art or something like that. I was, I was like, I was like, what is this? I was like, I was like, it's fan art. Like I've seen worse fan art of like any video game character. What are they talking about? So I'm looking at the comments, and they're like, you got to admit though, the show is great. I'm like, what show? I'm like, is there a Rayman show? And then I start reading. I'm like, what is this? And I start looking in more and more into it. I'm like. Huh? So I go to Netflix. I'm like, well, this I came out of nowhere. Like, when did this come out? Oh, like six days ago. So I put it on my list. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll check it out this weekend. And then immediately, like, just plowed through all the episodes and messaged you, being like, uh, you need to watch this show. To which you said, I'll do what I want. Yes, exactly. Oh, and that I did sounds about it. right. Which yes. you did do. Did you want to watch the show? <laughs> um, so I I had seen some stuff pop up on like, I guess my Facebook feed of the image of Rayman just looking disheveled as all crap. Like, mm -hmm. but, but it's like a uh, new show featuring Rayman and something like that. So I was kind of like, it was vaguely on my radar. But then when Eric was like, you need to watch this. And I watched the first episode and I was like, okay, let's do this. I'm, I'm ready. Locked in. Let's ride. 
Um, so that that's all I got got into it. So yeah, Eric is the generator of this episode technically because of him actually watching it. Me and like I said, I was just vaguely like interested in it, and Ellie had no clue. Oh yeah, I had no clue that this was a thing. And then I forced her to watch the first episode, and 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 she got to meet everybody's favorite character, Bullfrog. But we'll we'll, we'll save the praise for Bullfrog for later. Um. In your opinion, I'm going to start with Ellie since she hasn't gotten a chance to talk. What was the most out there thing in this show? Like, what was the thing that you're like, okay, this is like ridiculous beyond reason. In this laser cyberpunk 80s future. The set in 1992. The show. Just everything? I, I, Come on, you've got to have <laughs> one thing that stood out to you as like, this is ridiculous. I mean, there ridiculous. were there were a lot of things. Um, I really liked... Well, that's going to go into more what I liked. Um, gosh, I I don't know. It's There was just so many Easter eggs. There's so many nods to so many things. Um, it was kind of overwhelming, to be honest, um, especially for... So if, if you don't know anything about Ubisoft and their um, catalog, you probably are sitting there going, what acid trip am I watching? I mean, if you do know a thing about their catalog, you're, you're still, still going. Saying what, but you, <laughs> what sort of acid trip is this? Yes. So, but but it was really nice having the foundation of Ubisoft to really see what they were doing and um, kind of an interpretation of of these people and how interesting they melded them together. Um, so I don't know. I, the, this is really hard for me. I, there were just so many points. I can't really pick one particular one. All right, Eric, do you have a point where you're like, okay, this is this has gone completely off the rails, and we are just driving this train through open desert, no rails needed. I mean, I'm kind of like with Ellie. Like, there were so many things. Like, just seeing how some of the characters are presented. Uh, how they're sometimes directly from the games and other times it's sort of like, oh, here's like a kind of an interpretation of this character or a character inspired by this character. Uh, That being said, I think maybe the first instance where I went, whoa, was when Cody Rhodes shows up, his head blows (laughs) up, and then I find out afterwards that was actually Cody Rhodes voicing himself. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was, that was the, that was, I think, because it was, I, I had a feeling coming from the Castlevania creator, it was going to probably be pretty visceral at points, and uh, his head kind of blowing up and seeing it kind of puff up before it, it, it goes was definitely uh, kind of a whoa moment. And I was like, and I was like, wait a second, like, did Cody Rhodes okay him having his head blown up? I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> because he he voiced himself. I I mean, what what was it like? Four lines, one of them just being, "I'm Cody Rhodes." <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Um, no, I mean, I, okay, so here's mine. I, I was on board for a while. I, I was on board for a lot of the episodes. But the point where I was like, this is going completely off the rails, was the legless Sam Fisher doing <laughs> Splinter Cell stuff. I'm sorry. Like, that point I was like, okay, I, I have to kind of vaguely chalk this up to a little bit of disbelief here. In a world of bullfrog assassins and... And just robotic arms and and the uh, Power Rangers get up. I'm like, I cannot believe Sam Fisher is going around in a stealthed wheelchair, taking on like an entire like armada of people without legs, and successfully doing it. Like I was like, okay, I gotta suspend my disbelief a little bit now. So, no, I mean, overall, it was cool. It's just when I saw him, I was like, how are they going to work this into him? And it's like, well, that doesn't really affect him too much, so. Yeah, I mean, he had laser cannons out of the stumps of his legs, so. See, I thought it was going to be something to where, like, there were going to be, like, cybernetic legs or something when he actually did the size stuff. I was actually surprised, yeah, in in this world. Like, why did he not get, like, pieces to extend so he had full legs? I thought about that, and honestly, I think it was to be cool because they could have given him cybernetic legs, yeah. and it would have just been like, oh, here's a guy, here's just a guy with robotic legs walking around, and he's got a little extra power. The fact that he didn't have legs, I think, 
it's because I mean, look, we're talking about it. Like it's very, it's very like unexpected, and it's very like, oh, look at him still doing his Sam Fisher stuff without his legs. Like I think I think it was for the shock value. Like it would have been easy to been like. Yeah. Like, oh, he just has cyber he lost his legs and then just had him walking around like then he would have just been another character. I think it made him more memorable. I like 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 I said, I, I just I, I I liked it, but it was just one of those moments where I'm like, We're really doing this. I just no. wanna know why. <laughs> I'm intrigued of like the story, like I wanna mm. know the reason why he couldn't. There has to be a reason. Why he why he lost his legs or No, not why he lost him, just why I wanna I want to have it be there was a like there was some reason why he couldn't get just get cybernetic legs. I want the story because it was badass that. and cool. Oh, and he didn't okay. want rule of cool. <laughs> yeah, rule of cool. But also, you saw that everyone else who had cybernetics was controlled or something. And he even pointed out to his daughter not to get enhancements like oh, that. Oh yeah, that's probably okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got because you. we because of course we got that cliffhanger ending with what the heck is she now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, any no, I mean this this show. Uh, I mean, we we haven't talked about the greatest character yet in the show. Uh, well, sorry, the two greatest characters, Ramon and um, it's Ramon. Ramon, sorry, Ramon. God, I, great moment too. <laughs> Go ahead, Ellie. <laughs> yes, I mean obviously the assassinating frog was amazeballs. Well, we will talk about bullfrog playing. There's but... an entire. Like Ramon, thirty minutes dedicated to that, but Ramon, he's—I I don't know—he's pretty cool. Like I just—he—he he was tired of taking the crap, and he said, "I'm not doing this anymore. Screw you guys!" And, and I'm gonna he take became, over. He became a terrorist. I—I I really liked Ramon. All right. So on that note, I—I'm gonna give you another chance if you want to change this. Favorite character, Eric. I mean, Assassin Bullfrog was cool, but I think I love Rayman best because <laughs> I just love how absolutely he's like the most like cartoonish of the characters in terms of their source material and just how absolutely crazy they made him and how my first awareness of the show was an image of him with Coke on his nose. <laughs> I was like, this is the equivalent of Nintendo. If there was a show about Nintendo and it was like the series characters like Link and and, uh, and uh, Samus and Captain Falcon like forming some sort of like squad unit. And then like this would be like if Mario or Kirby uh, was was the host slash slave of the corporation that took over and then was doing coke. I'm like, that's just so out there. And then he, he redeemed himself. So like I, I like that's what I like. I like this crazy, weird interpretation of of uh of rayman but also that's kind of why i also do like bullfrog because he was from us he was an assassin from assassin's creed but he was a cartoony frog and not just like a person so i did enjoy that interpretation of of or the representation of assassin's creed in that in that way so um one thing real quick eric watch um sonic for hire by the way if you want to see a crazy version of kirby and mario because they have that and that you know oh whatever it was machinima or whatever thing it it's all on netflix but yeah check that out yeah because it's 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 got exactly what you talked about in there but it's not licensed i was gonna say i've i've heard of it before i've heard of that before but like i've never watched it but the fact that this is like an official sanctioned yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. i mean i've seen those things but like i said earlier i've seen those things where i've seen crazy versions of Nintendo characters, but it's always fan art or a fan production. But like the fact that this is sanctioned by Ubisoft blows my mind. Like it just it, it was unexpected and uh, very fun. Ellie, favorite character? I'm gonna have to go with Ramon. Um, <laughs> I guess the the evolution of Ramon from the start of Rayman over to Ramon. He just had such depth throughout the story. I mean. Once again, the bullfrog was amazing, but he was kind of the same throughout. Um, I really liked watching the progression of Ramon. Um, so yeah, I had to say him because he he was just really cool. Every I just I liked him more and more as the show went on. Because you see, like this perfect image 
kind of getting distorted as time goes on and everything. Well, yeah, and he, I mean, he he sees, like, the um, the puke bubble, basically, of the future, and he was so utterly disgusted by, like, what they were doing. I don't think that was the future. I think that was just what what they weren't showing him. I think that was just what happened to the world, and he wasn't I, getting this, shown it. That's my opinion. I it. think it was what I think it was a future that could happen if he kept going on the path that he was going. I I I say it was present, like past and present. That's my that's my interpretation of it, Eric. I was I was I'm on Ellie's side. I was saying it. it was more like a, here's what could happen uh, if you don't change. Yeah. Or, that thing's right that was that was my interpretation yeah ah all right fine either way some sort of some sort of telekinetic precognition whatever like there's (laughs) definitely some sort of weird meta physical stuff going on anyways my favorite character bullfrog like i loved i i I loved just because it was something so silly that I was like, what are they going with here? And it's just by the end of it, it was just he's just another assassin that just happens to be a bullfrog hybrid, which was which was great. And I, I like how he kind of like was the catalyst for a lot of stuff in the later part of the show. And I also find it funny that none of us mentioned um, Laserhawk as our favorite character, being that he's the main character. So he was cool, but he was I think I think he in terms of personality didn't have as much as the other characters. But I mean, that's typical. I almost feel like that's typical of this kind of thing where there's like a ragtag group of things. I always feel like the main character is the least developed or like has the least amount of personality because he's supposed supposed to supposed to be like the conduit sort of like who you are seeing this world through. I feel like he does kind of have like the, the least bit of, Although I feel like he does have a little bit more. Um, I mean, yeah, he they, has gross I, I, I near the end. Yeah, and I and I like that they made like this kind of macho head of a um, of this like strike force. I I kind of like that they made him gay because mm-hmm. it's not that. I mean that that is a trope that I mean I feel like especially because this is very inspired by like eighties and early nineties action movies. How it's, they're always very macho going after the girl and stuff like that. And I kind of right. like that. Uh, right off that bat, the first scene, he you see him with the the other guy, and uh, whose name I'm blanking on. Um, uh, yeah, I just I'm like that's a yeah, that's a nice uh, from the crew. Sort of, by the sort of. way, the the Ubisoft game that we all love, the crew. I'm I'm sure all of us have to think on what this is. It's that card. I know game. what yeah. game it is. Yeah, it's just it's, not it's, my style. It, it's heck, man. I don't mind online racing games, but that. Also did not strike up there. But no, like we said, everyone in here, we got Sarah Fisher, Splinter Cell, Bullfrogs from Assassin's Creed, Alex Taylor, the crew, Rayman from that um, Raving Rabbits game. I don't think he ever actually had a name <laughs> game himself, but sure. Um, uh, Marcus Holloway. Wait, are you, are you, I, I can't tell if you're joking. Uh, Eric, are we being serious right now? Of course I know Rayman had his own series. <laughs> I can't tell because sometimes it's it's one of those things I could totally see you having skipped over, not realized. <laughs> I, I I remember like like yes, there there was the Rayman ones and everything. There's also Rayman Legends that everybody in his house has played way too much. It's pretty Except sure for me. Fantastic game. I'm pretty sure multiple we own multiple copies of that for multiple. Oh yeah, for like yeah. no apparent the, reason. The, too. All the kids like even Farah, they all love it. Um. Marcus Holloway. Well, it's been so long since he's actually had his own game that I feel like it was one of those things where people sometimes go, "Oh, hey, I've because I've heard that joke before." Oh, I, oh, about, it's, like, it's Rayman Man from, from the, the from, from, from the Raven Rabbits games. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what, I should have done better. I should be like, "Oh, it's Rayman from that." Um, he's he's one of those characters from that Raven Rabbits game that cross over with Mario from the Mario games. <laughs> oh my god! Just really, because I don't I don't even know if Rayman's in just, those games. Just keep it going. He is in the <laughs> DLC for the second one. Okay, so so he is in it vaguely, uh, <laughs> and also once again Ray, Rayman becoming the background character of his own game eventually too. But then of course having his <laughs> like the Legend game and all all that. But anyways, uh, Marcus Holloway from um from of course. 
Watch Dogs 2, which Ellie very quickly pointed oh, out yeah. the Dead Sack reference, oh, which yeah. I completely missed. So I was like, interesting. But I have that. played a lot of Watch Dogs, though, mm-hmm. so... Uh, Sam Fisher, of course, from the yeah, that Splinter was, Cell games. That was easy. Um, Red, which apparently they are based on, of course, the Power Rangers, but on operatives from Rainbow Six Siege. So I'll that just say, guy was hilarious. Oh uh, yeah, uh, the, the 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 leader of them yes. and everything, uh, voiced by the um, by the guy who's in uh, the executive producer and creator of this. So okay, but yeah, I I really like yeah, his he interaction. Was fun. With Rayman, that that's the whole thing that set it off, too. Yep. And all that. Uh, Jade, of course, from the Beyond Good and Evil games, which we're supposed to be getting another one of those. Eventually. Yeah, sure. Let's... Yeah, that, that got announced, what, like five, six, seven years ago? Yeah. I think we can go a few <laughs> After years. about a decade of being rumored. Yes. Yep. Um, and uh, Paige, which, of course, once again, Beyond Good and Evil, which he's dead, right? I mean, he... I think so. Seems to be. Because I was about to say. I I mean, unless it's one of those things where, like, they took him behind the scenes and filled him with cybernetic parts to keep him alive or something. I'm I'm only saying that because they focused on Bullfrog, but I'm like, wait, when Paige got shot a ton, does that mean he was just dead? I mean, it seems, they, like I said, it seems to be, but I guess nothing is impossible. Uh, Pagan Min, of course, the crime boss in Eden that... Was also gay. Yes, and from Far Cry 4, which I am disappointed in the fact, even though they could save it for another season since that is set up, I would have loved to see Voss. Oh, yes. I would have loved to have seen him. That actually would have been But I would have liked to have seen him as like this weird, is he good, is he bad sort of middle of the road. But Voss is definitely amazeballs. But yes. And then Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes from the W... I mean, AEW Wrestling video, from the AEW Wrestling video game and WWE video game, uh, possibly based on real life people named Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes, whoever they are. But, but yeah, I mean, for for this being like a six part thing, I mean, for now it's only one season, but it definitely sets up for more. Correct. Um, Just of course had that continue screen and everything. We don't know what happens to Bullfrog. He's still around. And and will Rayman get his full vengeance? Which, by the way, did you catch the reference? I'm going to target this at Ellie. Sorry, sorry, Eric. Did you catch the reference to who the um, directors also might have been? I'm, I'm assuming the, um, the bad guys in um, Assassin's Creed. Templars, yes. Because yes, if you pay attention, they do mention... I think it's actually Bullfrog that says he mentions the whole thing about... Like, they they've gone by many names over yeah over the years, you know, blah 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 Templars, this that, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of I kind of figured that's who that was supposed to be. Um, this also is inspired by the game, of course, Far Cry Three Blood Dragon, which it is super in the vein of if you ever played those games. I mean, not with all the references, but just the techno weird cyberpunk future past i kind of figured because i haven't played that i kind of figured that was the extent of the the references just the the layout of the world this 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 techno cyberpunk future that takes place in the past and the 80s never died and god i wish that was the case by the way music Mm. beautiful loved it loved every every time music queued up i was like oh man needle drops perfect perfectly done Ellie, do you do you want do you want to hate on it because it's my favorite genre of music is weird eighties and so, um, I just don't like your stupid Transformers movie. I don't understand <laughs> why you think I hate eighties. Okay, um, you brought it up. I can talk about it now. I'm just saying you always... legally. I'm allowed to talk about it. The lawyer <laughs> said it's okay if you bring okay. it up first. Um, no, I love the 80s music and, you know, I, that's what I, I love the soundtracks to Guardians of the Galaxy. So, um, yeah, how dare you? How dare you twist my words? How dare I? Um, Eric, any more thoughts on, I mean, any, any other thoughts of stuff that we haven't covered or, I, okay. I, no, no, go ahead. I'll, I'll bring up my thing in a second. I love how they occasionally switch the. For already something that has a for something that already has a very stylized animation and uh, 
Eric just took what I was about to bring up. So perfect. Well, job for, much. for, for uh, you mis- <laughs> unifying <laughs> our minds. Yeah. No, I loved how they, they switched around, like, in that very first episode. Like, in the first scene, basically, they switched to that overhead stealth game kind of look. But then toward the end, uh, there was, the like, that whole episode where Captain Laserhawk and Sarah were, like, realistically portrayed, but with that sort of pixelation filter over it. Um, that was kind of like, whoa, what is going on here? But the way they interacted with the hand-drawn characters, I thought was really cool. I, I was at first, I was a little jar. It was a little jarring. I was like, what is going on here? But then, like when that started happening, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really well done. I I I liked it. It was it, and I will agree with you. Like when it first happened, you're like, what the crap's going on? But it is reminiscent of, I'd say, the Sega CD era of where they had like the cutscenes where it was that. Yeah. Oh, whatever it's called. I can't remember. There, there's a name for what exactly. FMV. Hmm? FMV. Yeah. Uh, I was about to say there's a name and there you go. Um, for that and everything. I, I'm just thinking of like the only game I can remember that is that. And it's like, what is it? That one that was like AO rated, the Night Stalker or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the one that's just, yeah. But no, I mean, it, it was really cool the way they did that. And I'm glad you brought it up because that's the thing I wanted to ask was what alternative like version of the world seeing it did, did you like the most because we had that we had the rayman driving game which i don't know if that was based oh, on yeah. like something that was slightly horrifying though what the being plugged into the thing and... well yeah and just seeing like the progression of the guy's like mental state just you know just being beaten down um i mean that's crazy to think of that's how, you know, in that world at that time, that's how the prison systems were set up. And, you, you know, it's it's crazy how cruel that is. You don't think about it that way, but, like, that was quite a insane idea. Well, I like the transition, too, to them showing that, um, that they were, like, operating a lot of the stuff within the world. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's how they were operating and keeping all this up. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it was just a really, really cool take on just some of that stuff. It was neat to see that. And and I did like it, too. I, I didn't mention it because I figured you guys were going to bring it up anyway. But, yeah, I I loved the melding of different styles, um, art styles, and sometimes even three different ones in the same frame. Um, it, in, 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 like, I think... I can't remember which one it was, but there was a couple scenes where they did have three different styles, like, in the same section. So I was like, that must have been crazy to to design that and figure all that out. All right, so my question is this for you guys. Since there is obviously a setup for a sequel, what Ubisoft... I liked the way they did that, too, with the, the, the continue. continue. Yes. What Ubisoft franchise or character would you like to see appear in the next installment? Dead silence as you all try to think up characters while I have the entire list in front of me. I'm I'm sitting my my knowledge of Ubisoft, like I've played plenty of their games over the years, but I feel like this hit all the big ones. I know I'm probably forgetting uh some. I mean my my answer would have probably been a rabbit, but I forgot that they appeared very briefly as like giant kaiju rabbits yeah, yeah, yeah. speaking of kaiju i i do have something for the end of this i do want to talk with i do want to pick eric's brain about yeah 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 i mean i think you hit it earlier I, I would love to see Voss. yeah um wait was haze done by ubisoft oh my gosh it was that's awful i mean they could even bring in like Alex Trebek and Pat Sajak. Because they did those oh games? They did Wheel of Fortune and um, Jeopardy, yeah. Ugh, weird. Um, <laughs> I had one earlier that I had actually thought of, and it blanked out of my mind. Like, oh, Prince! The Prince! Prince of Persia. Oh, yeah. I was, I just, I went to the Ubisoft page on Wikipedia, and that was the first thing I saw. I was like, wait, there was no Prince of Persia. I remember there. I could see them bringing in. Uh, just Dance was kind of referenced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Like, like in a vague way. But yeah, print, the Prince would be one. Um, you want to know another one that we're going to be talking about probably soon on the show? Um, 
Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game, was done by Ubisoft, but I highly doubt they'd right. cross over with that, because I think they're going for exclusive to them ones. Yeah. Also, the Michael Jackson experience was also done, so I think we might have the next villain. <laughs> too too soon? Too much? Alright, got it. Um, <laughs> so, no, I, I, I think it would be cool to have, like, 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 like we all said, the boss would be cool, and I think the prince somehow involved would be neat, but I think we're gonna focus a lot more on Ramon and his his plight. I I wonder if this is a setup for for like a Rayman show. Base like like the next one's gonna be like like Ramon a Blood Dragon remix or something, and then um, Laser Hawk will just feature as like a random extra character. Eh, just an idea. Anyways, um, any final thoughts on Blood Dragon? Worth a uh, I, I guess. Worth a watch for everybody, yay? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Awesome. Um, so moving on from that real quick. Sorry, I'm looking up stuff that the There's something okay, so I'm looking up stuff that the um guy's working on that did this, the showrunner slash executive producer. Um there is a Assassin's Creed, Devil May Cry, and PUBG listed on here so interesting that that's listed and of course assassin's creed and devil may cry are listed as netflix properties so possibly more to come on some exclusive stuff with ubisoft and netflix uh don't forget to use code zingness at checkout at netflix you'll get nothing off (laughs) oh my gosh so so sorry to go back to this but um Ubisoft published um, in certain territories, uh, No More Heroes, the No More Heroes games, which I absolutely love. Interesting. Um, so I would totally be down for Travis Touchdown to make an appearance. Like, they don't own the rights to him. It is just, a, it was like in North America, Ubisoft published it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if they would, they would do it, but uh, that is one thing that is in there. I saw that. I was like, wait, No More Heroes is Ubisoft? Yeah, that's uh, what I was yeah, like saying. No, would... The thing with Haze too, because I'm like, oh my god, that game was awful. Does anyone remember that? It was it's like the PS3 that was supposed to like rival Halo, and it was yeah. god awful. Yeah, I do remember that. And then the good one, Killzone, like no one paid attention to. So <laughs> I remember playing it, and it was one of the games like I regretted instantly buying. Like it was an instant, like my stomach dropped out, and I went, "What the crap is this?" <laughs> So, oh man, and, and my gosh, those filled GameStop shelves, because that was prime GameStop time for me. <laughs> so, um, with that being said, I, I will, of course, ask for everyone's watching, playing, and all that stuff, and, and of course, why Bullfrog is everyone's favorite character, because uh, we, we, we all said it, we were all talking about it. Uh, but Eric, Kaiju, Kaiju-related stuff. Yeah. How excited are you for... For um, for Godzilla minus one, and and and, um, and 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 it's static is not enough. I was gonna say ecstatic is like the low end. It looks so good. I uh, I'm very very excited for it. I keep and it's getting so much yeah. on it. I'm like, oh my gosh! I'm like, I, I'm getting hyped for this. I'm like, it's looking it said, good. I saw the. I remember seeing something over the summer, and it was like it's getting a nationwide release. But sometimes I'm like. Godzilla doesn't out the Japanese Godzilla movies basically have not gotten big wide releases since since like the 70s ones like because as a kid loving Godzilla movies there were all like I was prime Godzilla like fandom in like early elementary school when all these movies were coming out but because there was no internet and there was no like big international release for it I never got to see all these things and so I've always seen like the American Godzilla movies and the fact that this is like this is apparently supposed to open in like fifteen hundred theaters nationwide, and they're pushing the nationwide thing. Like, I am like, I need to go see this movie in theaters, and I plan on going to see this movie in theaters. I don't care if I have to go to a Sunday matinee, at, you know, to go by myself to see it. I'm going to see this. If I have to drive an hour away to Alamo Draft House, I'm going to go do that. Well, with with that being said, you know for a fact, and super local joke, real quick, uh, you know for a fact, Charlottesville will get in. We will not. 
Oh, oh, absolutely. I was going to say Charlottesville's got between <laughs> Alamo Draft House, their Regal, and the what's the one, Violet Crown downtown. Between their three very nice theaters, they will get it somewhere. Whereas with our mm-hmm. one very old, long in the tooth theater, it's going to probably be, <laughs> hey, here's here's uh, what movie. Like recently, I was going to look to see if they had something, and it was like, no, they didn't. But they had a they had the re-release of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and I was like, come on. Yeah, like, who needs to, who needs to watch that? I love okay, that movie, but like I'm like, there's this new movie I want to see, and then oh. they talk about like, yeah. So anyway, it just but so yes, I'm hoping it comes closer, but uh, but I'm not holding, but I'm 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 prepared. Where if I have to drive an hour, I will drive an hour. I I think I might be right there with you. Like I said, seeing everything on this, I'm getting very excited for it. It's uh, now, am I correct? And it takes place like in the 1950s era. Yes. Okay. It is, and I'm still like I was. I, I didn't want to look too much on the plot, so I don't know if this is another one of those like where it's kind of like an or another origin story or i'm thinking it is of the original, or if it's kind of like a direct sequel to that first movie kind of ignoring all the other ones either way uh yes it is set and that's that's another thing that i think is really cool about it because a lot of a lot of the godzilla movies are either set in the quote-unquote present day of when it's released or in the case of like destroy all monsters that was made in the 60s it was like it's set in the far distant year of 1999 and uh, they've got bases on the moon and everyone's wearing silver clothing and stuff like that so i'm in, i'm excited for this one that's taking place you know 70 years ago and uh, i'm very excited to to see how how they deal with this because it's i love i love how godzilla can be everything from super campy to dead serious and i'm like this is definitely on the dead serious end of things so i'm i'm, I'm interested to see their like, I got the image pulled up right now. Like, I just hopped on IGN because we're not sponsored, but whatever. Um, we, 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 we say IGN enough. I mean, eventually, maybe we'll be on there. Who knows? Um, worst <laughs> podcast to listen to list. Got it. Um, but it's the image of Godzilla where he's, like, bending down to bite the, like, train car. And, God, it looks... Yeah. Like, like Shin Godzilla was one thing. Like, this looks like mm-hmm. a whole new thing. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So I, I'm I'm excited for this, but on that note, we we do have a few other things to talk about. Um, we will probably be doing a Generation V episode, so that will be me and Eric. It will be the boys talking about the boys. <laughs> Unless Ellie's going to get caught up on like what three three yeah. seasons and one other show of a very very graphic show that she cannot watch with the kids anywhere close to. I'm waiting for your response, Ellie. Oh, did you want me to say that, you know, since I'm the one that watches the kids, I won't Oh, no, 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 okay. Anyways, we also got the premiere of season two of Invincible. Eric, yay or nay? Yay or nay on episode one? Okay. Very yay. I know this is probably something I'll bring up multiple times because I just want to hammer this in. Omni-Man would destroy the living crap out of Homelander I don't care what your opinion is. You're wrong if that oh. is not your opinion. Uh, how can Omni-Man not beat the living crap out of Homelander? I also, I know it's the brand recognition, but why is Homelander top billing for the Mortal Kombat game pass? Why is it not Homelander? I mean, why is it not Omni-Man? There we go. Like, it irritates me. It gets under my skin because everyone's like, oh, and I'm like, Death Battle already did this, but Omni-Man takes on, like, world le- like he conquers planets homelander can't even conquer his like stats for his youtube fans or whatever so anyways that's just my personal opinion eric's gonna be like but homelander could definitely beat him and then there'll be a battle oh no absolutely not no absolutely not <laughs> um and, and also i do appreciate this because eric you have read both uh the boys and invincible so you know all the good stuff. I've only read Invincible, so... Mm. But I am excited for where this season's going. Uh, Generation V had a very interesting conclusion to it, so we will definitely talk about that soon. And I I am very hyped for what's coming with that. But I will give Ellie the floor real quick. Ellie, what are you playing or watching right now? Oh, uh, well, same old, same old. Um, I did watch Five Nights at Freddy's. And do you feel that that tomato... Rating from earlier is justified. I mean, it's pretty cheese. 
But, I mean... <laughs> what did you expect? Well, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I just... Um, like, it's... It's not violent enough to where the kids could watch it. And, in my Wait, opinion... not violent enough? I mean... Right. I'm just saying, like, it's so not violent... Oh, okay. ...that, like, children can watch it. Well, duh. That's the audience they're going for. Well, plus, I don't plus... know. They could have, like... So, since Blumhouse was did it... I feel like they could have really like had a good fun horror movie out of this. Yeah, because the because does does that little girl in it survive to the end? Yes. Okay, then it's not a good horror movie then. <laughs> no one should be safe in those movies. Um, it had some cute points in it, like not cute, sorry. Um, for me because I like I like horror movies, but it had some cool parts in it that I was like, oh, okay, I see what you did there. Um, but I don't know. Um, it was okay. As far as what I'm watching, I am really close. I'm in the middle of season five of Lucifer. Oh, that show that's based on the character from The Sandman. Nobody thinks Gaiman. your joke's funny anymore. But anyway. Um, I mean, it's not a joke, but you know what I'm saying. Um, and uh, still just playing through the first Mass Effect on the PC. All right. Right in time for N7 Day. Eric, which by the time you're listening to this would have been in the past. <laughs> hmm. Fascinating. Uh, that's that's how time works, people. It moves ever forward. Which, speaking of which, Eric, what are you playing and or watching? Well, we kind of talked about some of the stuff uh, I'm watching. Uh, playing, I'm still playing some Mario Wonder. The new WarioWare came out. I've been looking like a jackass playing that. Uh, Heck, it's yeah. very motion, very motion control based for better or for worse. Um, and then I'm kind of, I'm not trying to start anything too big because we are, as of this recording, less than two weeks out from Super Mario RPG remake, which is my big, big, big goal. I'm looking, I'm looking to the future towards that. So I'm just kind of messing around with smaller games and, and not, not getting too invested in anything too big, uh, while, while I wait for that to come. Uh, I did look up something real quick. Uh, Matt Matt Pat is actually in the Five Nights at Freddy movie, so I do not know if he actually made an appearance. Because if for anyone who doesn't know, Game Theory did YouTube channel did a ton of stuff with that, and Matt Pat's great. So I was like, is he in the movie? Because I feel like he should be. So. Well, it was funny because Corey Kenshin's in there, and um, I don't know if anybody here knows who that is. You mean Corey Williams? Sorry, it, it lists all of these like YouTubers by their actual uh, names, so it's really weird. So I do actually like Corey Kenshin. He's pretty funny, um, and uh, he has a, a small part, and then he has a little part in the after credits. So I, I was proud of him. I thought he did a good job. Yeah, the um, apparently the Spanky's dining diner waiter is Matt Pat. Probably okay. some overly flamboyant acting done by him for that so yes but it wasn't i know what i know who that is now okay um eh, i mean it was whatever i liked cory kinchin stuff better and it was nice well to i would see, like um, you know what if i watch i would like matt pat stuff better so there you go i don't know if you will but um <laughs> the, and then uh, i can never remember his name but i always think of him of scream scream um he was in the scream movies well at least the first one no okay. clue uh, Scooby-Doo, come on, you got... That's you, Lillard. Thank you. Oh. Oh, yeah, it says he is in this. Yes, huh. so. he yeah, would he, not have con connected that. Thanks, Eric. He did, in my opinion, an amazing job. For, for a mediocre, just whatever movie, his character was creepy AF. So, um... He, I thought he nailed the role that he played. So good job to him. Kudos. Um, I'm interested in some things of the way his character's listed, but you know what? I will keep my mouth shut because I don't want to spoil this for any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That anything. would you don't want. To talk I, I, about I that. already revealed that the, 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 the kid lives to the end. So well, I mean, I mean that's kind of whatever. That's normal. No, if it's a horror movie, no one should be safe. Did did did. Did the thing not teach us anything? Nobody safe. There wasn't a kid in that movie, but I'm sure it would have turned into something. <laughs> so, with that being said, um, I am excited because 
Netflix. We'll, of course, be getting the new Scott Pilgrim anime, which we will be talking about. Or animated. I don't, I don't know. Do, what, what do we define that as? I feel like that's animated. I don't know. You, you. Uh, I, I mean, it's a Japanese production company. It's, it's an anime. Ooh, okay, so, so what's Avatar? Animated. It's not a Japanese company. It's not a Japanese studio who made Ooh, it. It's, it's Nickelodeon. Okay. It, it is a. It's not. Avatar is anime esque, but it's not. A, it's not a true anime. Scott Pilgrim is an anime. All right. So, um, Eric, where can people find more from you? You can find me at Eric Berg and at Backlog Berg. All right. Um, you can, of course, find Insignus wherever you find great podcasts. I know I've done a ton of shout-outs to YouTube channels, but I'll also shout-out Overanalyzing Avatar. Do they need our support? No, but go check them out because they're doing Legend of Korra now. So I am interested to see their overanalyzing of that. So, <laughs> so yes, because, um, yeah, they, they, they definitely pointed out that it's contentious, so I can't wait to see what they think of that. Anyways, on that note, we'll be back next time with another Nerd. Be Show.